the Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Black Man Podcast. Uh, this week, I am joined with a co-host who I'm just, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky uh, to be able to connect with someone who's so well-versed and passionate uh, about their um, chosen uh, field uh, in podcast. Um, I've got Mr. Travis Bryant on the show. Travis, welcome Thank you. That was uh, quite the introduction. I appreciate it. You're you're, you're quite the accomplished man. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, regretful. I only have one uh, um, episode to get so much information out, not just about you, but also about our topic. I'm kind of, um, I'm excited because I think this is going to be a super interesting episode. I invited some other people. So if I have some other guests kind of uh, drop in, drop by, um work with us um with all that being said these people got to know about you man um you 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 do your thing in life um i know i met you as a young man and i think you were like 22 yeah <laughs> yeah it was a long time ago yeah. it was yeah <laughs> um oh I want to I want to like make this like the deepest most complex story ever but um nobody wants to sit through all that um, <laughs> um my best friend in college um ended up marrying this guy uh, my best friend in college was a, a a young lady uh who I uh knew from back home I went to church with her and uh we were from the same place went to school uh, became like the best platonic friends. Um, and that ended up being your wife. Uh, I remember meeting you uh, as a young man because you are a couple years younger than her. And um, she was so confident and sold. And, and it was just like a, a momentum. Um, you guys just kind of took off. And um, it's, it's, it's awesome and uh, very appreciated um you know by some by myself because i know i've been in a handful of relationships since i've met you and i've always wanted to have that um for myself you know something you can connect to and move forward so today i'm talking about <laughs> what it's like to move on from a relationship i've done it a few times um what do you think of that topic bro it's it's a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I, I find myself very lucky, you know, because I met Andrea right when I was out of college and actually it was my last year in college. And so, you know, for a lot of people, college is kind of where you date, you meet a lot of different people. Um, and, you know, the hope is after that, you don't have to date for for too much longer and I feel you know at least at least that's where I was because I wasn't I wouldn't say I was good at uh like the dating portion um so I'm very lucky you know that I met I met Andrea and we hit it off so quick and you know it was at that point in my life too where I was you know I was ready to move I was ready to go on to the next step and everything and yeah I just um definitely blessed you know in in my situation 
Absolutely. Um, you know, um, so proud of you guys. Um, you found a connection, um, um, and you honored it, you respected it, you grew it, and um, just just solid. Um, I know that you guys um, have two young ladies that you're raising in the same household, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, paying for a home and working and all those things in life. Uh, I'm so proud of you guys. But it's different uh, having a partner uh, in life uh, versus going about it single. And that's something that uh, I'm getting reacclimated to. Um, I was married for a, a period of time. And in the aftermath, it's been a pretty good growth for me. I'm not going to lie. But um, it's interesting that the only thing that makes you single is that you have to move on is that you're not in your relationship. Um, you're, uh, I'm not even going to say a nomad, but you're, um, you know, you're, you're experiencing life and you're moving alone. And I think it's um, kind of an excuse. Um, Cause I still think that I have a married brain. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just your excuse to sleep with uh, several people, and that's just your, you know, that's just your excuse to get out of X, Y, and Z. But in the aftermath of a relationship, it's it's a very different place, and I see kind of where that um, sets things up for me. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about like the aftermath. You know, I've been very strategic in my dating life because it, it's a it's an interesting thing. When you break up with someone, you you give up any opportunity or any rights to um, have that person as yours in, in, in your life. And I think that's a bold statement. Um, but with that being said, while I'm dating someone, I'm committed to someone, um, I'm, as, I'm as loyal and honest as I can be, right? Or maybe not honest, but I'm definitely as loyal as I can be, faithful. Um, and in and, and, and using this strategy, um, you, build, you build and you pick up a lot of relationships because they're not intimate connections. So meeting women, um, it becomes distorted. Um, and all the women that I meet, uh, and, and as I continue and delve deeper into my commitment, would, would always tell me about how, you know, just, just how profound or, 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 or deep I was in, in, in standing uh, faithful. And I take that as a straw in my hat, as a feather in my cap, to just keep moving forward. Because I think it's all for a reason, if all that made sense. No, for sure. And yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different, you know, I, I haven't had to experience a lot of that for a long time. Because yeah, I, it's been, um, We'll be married eight years in October and known each other, I think, for another two. So, yeah, going 10, 11 years where I haven't had to, um, you know, think about a lot of that stuff too much. But, yeah, I mean, I remember some relationships, you know, in college that, yeah, moving on, I think it's just realizing how big the world is and how many other people are out there and, you know, someone that shares your interests and um, makes you laugh, you know, stuff like that, where you got to focus on on the good part of it. Yeah. But that's the thing is that uh, I was talking about all the relationships you make along the way. I think you can make, um, I don't think you can make a relationship work with anybody because of all the things you just laid out. How big is the world? 
Oh my goodness gracious. I think that it's easy to find a girl that um, just makes me laugh. Uh, it's easy to make uh, to find a girl that I can just do fun things with or a girl I can have those classy nights with. It's hard to find someone that kind of, for me, to find someone who embodies all of those things. And for whatever reason, I'm not wired right. I can't just date like six or seven girls, have the roster, keep it low ski ghosty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's just... I don't know why that turns me off so much, but like I totally don't want to do that. I just want a, a regular person um, that respects me enough to, you know, fight the next day. I'm not complicated. I'm not looking for, I don't think previously I was looking for like a supermodel. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to make things based on, on looks. Um, but I, I, I see how, I don't know. I see how the aftermath is, has affected me and uh, the things I'm accepting. Yeah. And you definitely, you know, at the same time, though, don't want to just, you know, keep a narrow view on everything. And, you know, someone, like you said, someone that just makes you laugh, mm-hmm. um, you know, but n- nothing else then yeah. you got to know when it's time to move on quickly, too. That's why I'm, I, I struggle so badly. Like, I um, I don't know what it is. I, um, I, I I just don't feel that many... I mean, my last relationship, I felt like that, that, that it was dynamic, but it just it was dishonest. Um, that was the worst part about it. Um, she just, in my opinion, um, couldn't be a gen couldn't be her genuine self with me and that might have been my doing for whatever reasons i'm willing to take that and accept that but she um you know wasn't able to be her authentic self and i just really um am excited for her to find the opportunity where she might be able to really be who she is or feel more honest in herself because uh, i'm not satisfied with what i got um but um and moving on setting up all those proper boundaries beforehand is, was key. It makes the transition pretty pretty simple and seamless. I mean, um, it wasn't anything that I, I feel, it wasn't anything that I, you know, wasn't willing to, to work toward to reconcile things. It was just one of those situations where, like I said, it wasn't the right environment. Uh, it wasn't a relationship that I should have been uh, investing in or trying to build. And that's my fault. Like, I, I, I see that in my accountability. Yeah, re- but recognizing that you're in an environment like that, that's step one. And just being able to recognize that and quickly, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's, uh, that's definitely key. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the moving on part's uh, crazy because dates are so easy to set up, but I haven't, I haven't gone out. Every night I make the excuse. Um, like every Friday night, I just, I make the excuse and I don't get out and I just stay and I just, um, you know, I, I, I'm not active and moving, um, because I think I'm starting to see more like where you came from and how big the world is. Um, there's, you know, women all over and women into different things. And I do think that the geography has been a, um, a big part for me. And that's been lacking. Um, 
I've been, you know, just kind of predominantly isolated versus doing what I think is going to be my lifestyle, kind of moving a little bit more and have some more diverse environments. Yeah, I mean, it's and especially right now, it's easy to make excuses, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just with, you know, the virus and everything like that, where it's like, oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, yeah, you got to put yourself out there, be genuine and, you know, not hold anything back when it comes to being yourself as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I received that. Um it's it's a it's it's a it's the freeing part of the relationship. I can you know experience that freedom, um, you know, with the connections that I make with people that I know, um, you know, are showing me that they just want to consider me, and kind of experiencing that what feels like the first time is just revealing, um, because it's the same advice all those other women that I put in a platonic zone. Uh, would suggest to me just you know how disheartening it is for certain things to be the way they were so um, definitely that's 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 a big key uh, for me was just evaluating and seeing all the areas that I was willing to overlook um, because that's bad to the other person as well that hurts her and it doesn't allow her to grow um, if she's in a relationship that she's not really in (laughs) you know to burden her you know so yeah, you can't, you can't, definitely can't overlook things because if you're overlooking it on day one or day 30, you know, then it's going to catch up eventually too. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big part of everything. Cause that's what, again, I was lucky, you know, cause I knew what I was getting into. She knew what she was getting into and, and it just worked. But even at the beginning, we didn't hold anything back. Like I was who I was, she was who she was. And, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't like little doubts and there wasn't little things to overlook for us, um, at least on my half. I mean, I'm kind of speaking for, I hope, I hope she feels the same way, but, you know, 10 years, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's something that if there's something from the get go, you got to recognize that and, and know it right away. And to act on it, because I mean, the things that, you know, it was an honest relationship. I certainly made mistakes at points, but uh, that's what gave me my greatest points of realization is just seeing that the mistakes that I was making um, carried consequence and weight and everything else while she would, you know, go without that because it was a, um, it was genuine on my end, you know? Um, I was kind of giving, but I hate to use the word agape, but that's the, the truest um, sense of it, you know, because, because the other person deserved that grace. Um, it got me in a situation that I had to, you know, move, definitely uh, reevaluate and, and moving on. Uh, I see with the people that want to take me on now, um, it's almost intimidating or it is intimidating because I don't want to do it. And that definitely signals back to me. Like I said, the, points that we're talking about now is just evaluating in in the beginning because how can you really know that you're not being overreactive in the beginning um Mm -hmm. you see people uh making their mistakes and of course there's grace that's given to them and we're human we're gonna make mistakes again 
Um, you know, there's certain mistakes that you can't unmake, and again, that's where it's problematic. But in the beginning, would how how do you how do you ration that? Like, what's a good approach? Um, tell me. Yeah, it's tough because yeah, like I said, no one's perfect. Everyone's gonna make mistakes. Uh, I think that you know, once once things become a, a pattern, especially early, you know, you can tell a lot where hey am I really gonna want to live with this you know forever like if this is happening now and it's a pattern and it, it continues to happen yeah there's gonna be mistakes here and there um that you're gonna get by and there's gonna be a lot of bumps and and everything in the road but um I think you know when something becomes a pattern that's a problem I think that's when that's when you got to start really thinking about things a little bit deeper and hey is this is this really what I want right now is, and then on the flip side too, is there, is this a big enough issue that I can't get past, you know, because yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be bumps in the road, lots of them. Um, but you got to decide what you're okay with and yeah, you got to draw those boundaries right away. Absolutely. Um, because when, when those things get overlooked, it's just a torment and a lingering pain that just uh, really undermines a lot of things. And I, I, I definitely agree. Like, um, it, and it's going to con- continue to happen too. That's the thing too, where, um, yeah, you can over, you can, you can look past it a couple of times or you can talk through, talk through it a couple of times, but yeah, once it becomes, once it becomes that, that, uh, continuous thing that keeps happening, that's when you gotta, um, realize that, Hey, there's, there's more out there. Yeah. Once you really fight enough, it's just kind of um, an awakening. Um, but on on the front end, that's that that's that's very valuable. That's a gem, um, and you know, kind of in in, in in moving forward with things. Um, do you think that there's a um, maximum capacity? Um, I don't think that a man can date more than so many women, right? So, like, I'm not yeah. trying to act like a nightclub. But like I don't, I just don't want that in my life. I don't want that kind of traffic. It scares and alarms me because I always think about the um, the other side. It's like women do this, and serial dating is just like it's um, it's preferred. I, I, I'm going to be brave enough to say it. I think in our culture, it's preferred. Um, definitely, if if anyone can say something to the contrary. I respect that. I'm not trying to, you know, just throw out um, anything and assert that it's a fact. But I can say in the circle of friends and associates that I have, when women are single, it's so much, um, there's so much convenience in having Ralph to bring the food, Chris always has the 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 music and the uh entertainment right and then you got mike the light you know what i'm saying you got mike he got the plug on everything but he don't want to really go with nobody so that's who she really likes but it's john that's really like in the game right it's it's it's, it's just it's complicated and, and 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 then you might sprinkle in a baby daddy or two um and, and 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 you just see like a a vivid um experience 
And I see in moving on how simple um, my life um, really is. Um, I didn't create a lot of chaos for anyone in the world with children or drama. So I respect anyone that has to manage uh, their situations. I just, again, am becoming more prudent. And I'm... I, I, I think I'm going to stop dating women with kids. Um, I've never had an issue or anything negative with um, a woman with kids. But I, 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 I truly experience where maybe I was um, a burden to the situation. And that really doesn't feel well. You know, you don't want to feel like you're hurting children uh, by um, existing. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a tough situation. I'll say I'm I'm exhausted by just listening to, you know, how the dating world is right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm I'm only 32, but yeah, I'm still tired. I'm tired. I feel like, you know, we got two kids. I'm exhausted, but yeah, I mean, that's a that's definitely um, you know, a personal decision you got you got to make because yeah, it's such a such a big commitment and um it is tough you know for the kids um as far as you know who their who their parents are dating how long that relationship's gonna last you know things like that where it is I mean it's that's totally you know a decision that that is on you you know what I mean so if that's something that um, you haven't had good experiences or, you know, you realize you don't want to, um, you know, maybe, maybe do I mean, that to I, the kids this, or anything like that. This person tried to dissuade me. Um, you know, she, again, that was part of why I was rejected, uh, is because I didn't have any kids. So it was just like, wow, I've never heard that one. Um, it felt like a reach. Yeah. Um, but that was absolutely, you know, um, just part of the package for me so I, I, I it gives me awareness and experience now because I had never been in that situation um that I was you know just that hurt you know but I get it I'm less desirable um because no one has desired me um or no one desires me in current and working with that is fine it's just like I said I I feel bad because I, I, I didn't think that I would need to uh, discount any groups of women. Um, but hey, maybe that's maybe that's a, a four winner. Um, I'll digest that and work with it. Um, you've known me for a long time. <laughs> I'm thinking about opening up new pools of women as well. Um, but it, it petrifies me. Um, like, like I, when are you going back to Iowa, man? Like, I need to go to your hometown. That's what I'm saying. Oh, nah. There's, nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think you do. You said, no, it's not going to work out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, I haven't been back for a while. No, I go I go see my parents and a couple friends up yeah. there. But yeah, we're uh they they come visit down here much more often. They like they like coming to KC, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Lennox, Iowa. It's a it's a it's a different world. I mean, 
it's uh it's you know it's only two and a half hours from here but yeah it's a different world for sure and it's 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 crazy thinking about it you know um I was lucky when I was younger that I traveled a lot and you know I had family down here I had family um kind of all over the country that you know I got out and you know saw a lot of different things but um yeah small town Iowa it's it's a different world it's a different world but it's a world people need to get exposed to Uh uh-oh this is something I'm qualified to talk about like (laughs) you know experiencing new and different things is 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 good um I know that I think during my college years I was able to um expatriate a lot of uh um young ladies from the urban center to, to the rural parts and 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 giving them this first time experience and it, it is a different world it's a whole different lifestyle it's everything is like how 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 do we live in the same country yeah yeah it is i mean it it, it really is and then you even i mean it's it's so different from anywhere in the, I mean, anywhere in the United States, really, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something to be experienced and, um, to kind of see what that culture looks like Mm -hmm. and see, um, you know, you see a lot of stuff on the news and, you know, small town America, the Midwest, this stuff, but you do have to, um, really think about it from a different perspective and how people grew up and, um, where they're coming from and everything like that too. So yeah, that's, it's, um, it's definitely to be experienced. I always believe that like they're connecting with people. It's, it's not about conforming to their ways and stimulating as much as it is um, understanding that we're all people. And sometimes we can live differently, um, but we can be the same person at our core. And I think that's the value of connection is genuinely uh, meeting people, embracing people, uh, uh, and just having them in your life that have uh, a difference either of opinion, background, circumstance, um, and, and, and just see what that does for you because it, it, it really is life-changing. Yeah, I mean, having a, having a one-on-one conversation is, is a lot different than um yelling at each other you know on social media from 2000 miles away exactly um but at the same at the same time you know it is a lot easier to have a conversation with someone about you know similar interests or things like that whereas yeah if you start talking about um you know real world experiences and things like that where you're really getting down to some actual issues at hand um that's where there can be a lot of um, a lot of conflict because there's a lot of stuff, you know, that, and, and this isn't just small town Iowa, this is everywhere, but that people just don't believe certain things happen in this world because they've never seen yeah. it close, you know? Tell them, and preach. <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's, uh, you know, it's something where, you got to get out eventually and realize that, Hey, some of the stuff that's happening, it's actually real. It's happening to real people that you would know, you know, it's real and it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of bad stuff for sure. And I mean, you know, 
in 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 all of this being digested, um, you know, this is just life, and I'm thankful to just have the freedom that I have in life. Um, you know, I know that um, you know um, the, the 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 experiences that I've had are only given to me so I can magnify another blessing, and I can see so many areas where you know, already just my attention flowing to them and life growing in them. It, it, it doesn't just give me, um, you know, something that helps anyone else. And that just feels good. It's just, um, I guess, I, I guess it's letting go of what, you know, the what ifs, I guess, or the what could have been. Um, because if you had anything substantive, it would be right in front of you. Um, tangible is, is manageable, you know, that's why it slips, in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100%. I, yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, you can't, can't linger on the what ifs, you gotta, you gotta get out there yeah. and, uh, and, um, yeah, share your experiences with others and, um, be confident and, and get out there. Yeah. So, we, we, I appreciate you kind of going over that one with me. Uh, before we break, I want to talk about just all the dope stuff that you're into. Um, um, you know, I have questions for you. Uh, Hi. <laughs> uh, I know you work for a major league baseball club. Um, your baseball club may or may not have gone to the World Series multiple times. And brought yeah. a championship back to the to the hometown. Um, yeah, you know, with coronavirus, and I thought spring training was four months ago. I totally need to just get answers. You know what I'm going to ask you? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, um, what is going on? Like, uh, I, I I see Salvi on Instagram. He's doing jersey swaps with Mahomes. They're paying the football players like fifty million a year. Um, the the Royals did they win forty games last year? Uh, I don't know what our record was last year, honestly. But yeah, I moved. I moved on. To, I'm ready for 2020. <laughs> but yeah, no, we uh we had um yeah summer camp. So spring training was in uh, got cut off in March. Right. And they sent everybody home and basically everybody was working from home for at least the first couple of months. And then um, as the as the league and the players came to an agreement on what the season was going to look like, then we we're all back. Um, and they have kind of a spring training 2.0 going on right now where they're um, playing some simulated games against each other. And it's just inner squad action. And um, yeah, they're, uh, the season starts next week baseball season a week from uh, today actually and um, we open up on the road so we have a little bit of time but we have some exhibition games early next week um, against Houston and then against St. Louis we go down to St. Louis and um, yeah the season's here man and uh, basketball starts soon too and yeah NFL here in about a month so it's 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 uh, finally time for sports again it's scary though man like um it is. I, I thought I saw a, a live game coming on tonight and I freaked out. I realized it's like the 30th of July. That's cool. Um, football is marching along like Tom Brady's going to win the ship. Uh, I, I want to see uh, 
the Lakers or the Clippers win the championship in the NBA. My mind is blown that this coronavirus thing has created every man's fantasy, really, uh, at the expense of every man's what uh, lifestyle. You know, usually sports run out last month, um, and, and, and this is the low period. Now, everything that's supposed to happen in, like, what, two months is happening right now for all of our sports at the same time. This is impossible to digest this much at once, but I think we're going to find new and creative ways to do it as an American people. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready for sports. I'm especially excited. Yeah, like you said, the NBA, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. Yes. And, right. man, you know, they were, they were just – killing it and in first place and everything and then yeah the season just comes to a halt it's like man you don't want to you don't want to miss a season of LeBron and Anthony Davis on their A game oh. just dominating the league. you've loved so LeBron just... James since 2009 when he uh, went to the Miami Heat right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've um, you know I've, I've always been LeBron's biggest fan yeah says LeBron's biggest fan so look okay when when LeBron came into the league I at that point and I've, I've been a Lakers fan since since 96 you know they they drafted Kobe they um they signed Shaq that was I was before that you know I was really young I, I just loved Shaq and then they drafted Kobe who has um he had my name he has my number you know I mean he was just he's he's always you know an RIP man because I'm that's I'm still not over that but um. Yeah, I've been a I've been a Lakers fan since '96. But you know, when LeBron, when Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, those guys came into the league, I you know I I, I just love sports and I love um, you know watching the greatest athletes. When when LeBron went to Miami, no, I I cannot I I can't sit here honestly tell you that I loved how he did it. Um, you know, but at the same time, uh, when he went back to Cleveland. And, you know, he had that big write-up in Sports Illustrated where he kind of um, compared his years in Miami to, you know, his years in college. Like, hey, that was me getting to live my, you know, my college life, going down to Miami, living it up, you know, uh, winning championships, all that stuff. But now I'm, I'm ready to move on to that next part of my life. I'm moving back home. And then after that, I just, um, you know, and when he won his championship in Cleveland, I was I was extremely excited for him at that point. Absolutely, yeah. And then, yeah, of course, when they signed him two years, you know, when the, when he, Lakers signed him two years ago, yeah, I'm I'm biggest fan right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've been. <laughs> I, I told you, um, I became LeBron's biggest fan when he left Cleveland. Because uh, I said it, I said it leading up to it. I was like, you know, he's he's great. He's just in the wrong environment. Uh, everything yeah. that you know, we kind of have been talking about. It's like they just don't really appreciate him, and it's it, it's 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 absolutely affects his performance. Uh, a man is not a man without his confidence. I certainly am not myself when I'm not um, confident, and anything that robs you or denies you what you need to be at, at, at your peak, um, you you have to become in opposition to it. Uh, and I, I just had never been in a point in life where I had to really um, be so aggressive with that piece of, of myself. But as I evolve, I just see it and it's, 
it's it's almost entertaining because I, I I think that I've been the last person to have an ego or portray or even nurture one, but so be it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's something something to be said about confidence for sure. That's a that's a big key and everything that goes on. And yeah, you said it, you said it really well, you know, you're not, you're definitely not yourself without your confidence. And that's something that, um, yeah, takes a lot of time. And it, that's something that's never done either. You don't just wake up one day and you're confident every day for the rest of your life. Right. You know, it's not just a pill. And, yep. and, and again, I'm learning that that confidence is security. It's that trust. Uh, if you're comparing it to a relationship, um, it's all those things that you're relying on the other person for. Um, I'm not going to go super deep into it, but but I want to ask you, have you seen that Will and Jay, the Red Table Talk? I did see yeah. that, actually. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. <laughs> I love that you said that. It, it's wild. It's wild, right? Um, <laughs> like, like that's what um, that's what a committed relationship looks like. Yeah, um, and it's scary that they had to take it. Or when I say they, I'm, I'm, I'm and when I say blame, I mean both of those things. Uh, except for they means Jada. Um, yeah, <laughs> took it public <laughs> because it it it, it, it hurt. Um, that wasn't her freeing or releasing something. That was her, I think, owning uh, 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 or solidifying something. Uh, I do not know what goes on in their home. I applaud their commitment or what I can see of their commitment because we had been talking about these people for years and being in an open relationship, et cetera, et cetera. I can say now after seeing that, I do at least believe that those fools are um, are committed to one another. And I do believe that they ha- will have some staying power. It was creepy uh, to watch that video, but I want something like that. I don't want their connection, certainly. Um, you know, I've had worse than the red pillow than the red table talk, but um, yeah. <laughs> my last one was worse than that. But I don't, um, I don't want to emulate that. I just want to uh, have something that is palatable, uh, something that people can look at, and through all the dysfunction, they can at least see, wow, those two are committed to one another. Um, if my creepy uh, allegory caps off the show. Um, this is usually where I uh, share uh, social media tags. Um, I can talk to you all day about so many different things. I appreciate you taking the time out, man. Um, yeah, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely. I was going to say, I hope you, I hope you come back. Um, but do you have, like, I, I still don't know about your podcast and I don't know any of your social media handles. Um, tell me. Tell these people yeah. about your podcast because we did kind of go over that. We did kind of glaze over that. Um, you are the host of what I assume is uh, an, a, a quickly uh, growing uh, uh, podcast that focuses on the world of, wait, not Disney, but Star Wars? Star Wars. That's okay. right. Yeah. So you probably, when when we when we met, you probably didn't know too much about that side of me. I but... see your kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, you know, I, 
about probably a year into my relationship with Andrea, I made her um, sit down with me and watch. At that time, there was only the six movies, right? So she had never time out. Yes, she had yes because that was our like running joke in college. Um, <laughs> dude, I could be funny right now, but I'm I, I have to be uh, like literally. <laughs> I tried. I've been so docile this whole interview, right? Yo, like, yeah, like that's that's like uh, that's like the first thing that white boys teach you when you move to the suburbs is start. Like that's, <laughs> that's that's like the first thing, like fresh off the boat. And um, See, I joke with her because she only dates, um, uh, um, you know, uh, white guys in the suburbs. Uh, um, and we always had a running joke about that because somehow she had avoided it. And you, you broke the, the, the black stallion. So you got her to actually see, was it, was it more than six episodes at the time? See, no. So, but I didn't go, I didn't, I had to ease into it though. You know, I couldn't come out on our first date and be like, yeah, I love Star Wars. Like I really had to ease into it. So it was, I mean, it was uh, probably about a year or two into our relationship where I was like, yeah, I really like Star Wars. Like you got to watch it. And at that time, like I had my own place down here and she was staying over a lot. And um, so, yeah, we took a Saturday where we didn't have anything to do. We watched all six movies back to back to back. And um, she, by the end of it, uh, she'll still deny it, but she had tears coming down. Like she was, she was emotional. It was good. It's such a great story, but yeah. So now we're, we're like 10 years into our relationship and, I, and it's funny you say that about the suburbs because when I grew up um, small town Iowa, I really loved Star Wars, but there was like hardly anybody else that really liked Star Wars. So I kind of I kind of kept it to myself um, and a couple town. other people. Like, as soon as you came to a city, you realized that it's like creepy. Yeah, no, see, it's the opposite because I, I can't come down to a city and I realize, oh, there's other people that love Star Wars. And then, you know, I really wasn't active on um, social media as far as like Twitter, like in the Star Wars realm. Like I normally was just like all about um, sports and everything. But then I realized, oh, there's a whole like community out there talking about Star Wars. And so, yeah, over the last couple of years, I've been like pretty active um, being like super nerd out there, like talking, making internet friends, like you know, I'm I'm at the point where you know, I'm I'm unapologetic about it. Like I don't care. I I really I'm really into Star Wars. That's my thing right so now. Jealous of your and um, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so uh, yeah. So yeah, I started a podcast um, back in back in December, and um, yeah, we're gonna be having our 17th episode coming out pretty soon. So we try to. We try to. It, it's been tough over the last um, last couple months, just with a, a whole a whole, you know, a lot of different things going on. Where um, Star Wars definitely didn't feel important by any means. So um, we kind of been taking a break. But yeah, hopefully we're we're coming out. But yeah, it's called Force Time Podcast, and it's at Force Time Pod on Twitter. And then um, yeah, I'm on I'm on Instagram a lot too. You see my nerdy Star Wars stuff uh, at T Brian eight two four. That's my that's my handle on Instagram where I post a lot of a lot of good stuff on there too. So yeah, that's that's my Star Wars story, and um, yeah, that's my thing. Dude, that's awesome. I hope that everybody uh, checks this podcast out. Certainly, if you're listening to my show. You should uh, check this show out because I could only imagine how meticulous uh, and well executed it is. Um, Mr. Bryant is thoroughly accomplished. 
uh, academically, professionally, uh, and th- this podcast definitely puts that seal on the top uh, socially as well. Check him out on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, download his podcast on all available platforms. And please, um, you know, um, Travis, I-, I hope that we can um, link up again and do another episode. Um, I-, I told you, I... I definitely took some time to focus on um, other things that were outside of myself. And now that I'm kind of back uh, pushing my, you know, lifestyle card, um, I, I, I would be honored if you uh, came back and uh, uh, definitely did another episode with me. I'd like for you to get with my partner. We do a segment called Dead Presidents. Um, just kind of, I guess, like two dudes in D.C. just chopping it up type uh show uh but uh that's my homie and uh, we have a good time i'd love for you to join us maybe we'll get um um some more people um and and just have a rich conversation yeah absolutely i'm uh i'm looking forward to it and uh we gotta get you watching some uh some star wars so you can come on my podcast I, i've seen um this is this is this is gonna be a story and i, I want to tell it so I had a friend when I was in like middle school, um, elementary middle school, who who was like he 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 went nuts. Uh, white boy went nuts. He found out I had <laughs> never seen Star Wars. Uh, he couldn't believe it. Um, and this was my little homie. This was like my dog. Like this is my 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 dude, right? Uh, um, <laughs> and and yeah, I saw I saw the Star Wars, and I actually did like I think the Empire Strikes Back. That's the second one. Is how I always remember it because I really didn't like yep. the third one. Was it Return of the Jedi? Um, yep. I didn't like the third one, uh, but the second one was my shit. Like I remember yeah. uh, Star Wars. The second one, my nigga, like Luke Skywalker, he was fucking shit up <laughs> like on Tatooine. Uh, he, he was running around on those like furry shits that he had to cut open and like warm with. He was all gangster. Like I remember Star Wars. I remember uh, um, what else was dope about it? Those uh, Tom Toms. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I remember those. And then like he was he was he was messing with uh, uh, Vader because he was building the round thing, the Death Star. And uh, 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 didn't he hit the magic shot on that one, or was that Return of the Jedi when he? Uh, that's uh, so Luke did in in the first one. And he ah, went... okay. But but Return of the Jedi, they come back with a second, even bigger Death Star. So that's that's where the confusion lies. Okay, here's my theory. This is gonna. <laughs> this is. I wish we were on your podcast, but I do. I do hot <laughs> takes. Uh, this is gonna f up the whole universe of uh, Star Wars. Um, the uh, only real Star Wars movie in existence in that franchise is guess what? Empire Strikes Back. I said it. I said it. Oh, they man, that's that. a brutal. It would have been a classic. It would have been the next Titanic. Uh, uh, is it James Cameron? Uh, no, time out, time out, no, time out. Oh, my God, he's been so black and white on his name. Cameron, uh, no, what's his name? Tell me, no. Ah, uh, Lucas, George Lucas. There you go. Um, okay, so I think he would have made a billion on the franchise with The Empire Strikes Back, and there was no need for all the other movies. Um, I think that the, the second one was that good. Is that weird? Um. I, I strongly disagree, okay. but that's not weird. 
that's not weird at all. That's uh, hey, you know what? There's there's a lot of fans out there that only like one movie or only like you know there's TV shows and stuff like that. So hey, if you like any of it, then then you're a fan. That's that's all it takes. The the second one is dope. Like I could I've I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh wait, I haven't seen like the last new ones. Like I saw the remakes. They was it like three of them they remade. Then it started getting like child actors and people that just I didn't know anymore, and I didn't want to watch it. Uh, it really became for kids. I was like, oh, this is why no one's an adult. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. <laughs> hey, you'll be surprised. That's what we gotta we gotta get you to watch the new three, the the newest three. And we then, were kids. Uh, you'll have to get. Give me a review. It's perfect for the young mind. I mean, like, it, it's childhood. I think that's the lure of yeah. uh, uh, Star Wars. And I don't know what it yep. was about that second one, but it was so right. Like, it was just, it was like, it, I, it was so good. I bought in on it. It was like, it hit me with the ethos. Um, and I don't know. Um, the rest of them, are, I'm not saying they're trash. I just... Like, seriously, I just couldn't get it, it wasn't that same feeling. The second one made me understand how these people go out in droves, how they have like little, like, uh, genetic clones of them wearing the same things. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the the power of of, of those uh, movie magic moments. Um, because because that stuff I'm certain was like cutting edge when it came out, and to capture your young mind with that, it just does something, it transforms you. And I think that that's how we're grateful to those films. So all uh, hail the force or the force be with you. Which one is it? I don't know. Yes. May the force be with you. You got it. You got it. Um, If you want to continue to listen to the show, uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anybody that uh, does a good job handling podcasts. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Chubby Idris Elba on Instagram, at Chubby Idris Elba. Check me out on Facebook, Modern Black Man Podcast. Um, the show is about to get to the next level. Until the next episode, peace.